The world of story has captivated humanity since the dawn of time. The oldest known form of communication, verbal storytelling is responsible for the continuity and development of civilization from its most primitive moments to its most advanced. Story involves a sense of mystical wonder, but is also a powerful medium for communicating real and concrete ideas that shape people's lives and make them take action. Steve Schramm, marketer, nonfiction writer, and story nerd, and Alex Jagir, fiction writer, wannabe game designer, and story nerd, join forces as worlds collide to discuss how story is the most powerful concept ever known and how it interacts with each and every aspect of our lives, from the most magical to the most mundane. All right, welcome into another episode of Story World. What's up, Alex? What's up with you? Man, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects ever tonight. Music. Yes. Music. Now, Music. Uh, one of us is a um, talented, um, gifted, um, renowned musician. Yes. Uh, while the other is a is a fan. Uh, so, uh, um, yes. Yes. yeah, in okay. Steve's backstory, if anyone hasn't missed the, uh, the episode, just uh, I'm sure Steve will correct me if I have anything wrong. Basically, he was uh, played with the uh, the Easter Brothers, um, essentially for quite a few years, right? At least a few years. Yeah, nobody knows who they are, but yes. Oh, I do. I do. I do. You do. So, that's, all that that's all that matters. And yeah, bluegrass, bluegrass. If you're in the bluegrass gospel world, you know who they are, but uh, otherwise, so, yeah. So, so, yeah, it was good. But, um, and I, I, the same for millions of other people out there who have never learned how to play an instrument or know nothing about music. Um, I think it's safe to say that pretty much all of us love music to some degree. And if you don't, then you must not be fully human or something is, is wrong with you. Um, mm, that's a, true. that's a fact, not an opinion. A so, fact. but yeah, so uh, yeah, this episode we're talking about music and storytelling. Um, yeah. So Steve, why don't you uh, uh, kick it off? Sure. Yeah. So just, just kind of some, some general thoughts that we can toss back and forth here is music is just, it's just so powerful. Um, for helping you to transmit stories, you know, it, it's like one of the one of the things that I um, that I like to to use music for is uh, scripture memorization. Actually, mm -hmm. so it's hard for me. We've talked about this before. It's really hard for me to memorize scripture, um, but when you put it along to meter and sometimes rhyme you can't always put it along mm -hmm. to rhyme but when you put a meter to it and maybe even play a piano along with it or something like that it's actually um, a lot easier to be able to memorize longer passages of of uh, scripture so that that's one really good example but the general point there is that music helps you remember okay mm -hmm. it really helps draw things to into your um, memory and makes you even be able to feel nostalgic about things. So like in my life, um, I can think of events, right? So there are particular songs that I hear that bring me back to, um, to events that I've experienced things in my life that either, you know, maybe were good or maybe were, um, bad, or maybe even like, totally times of my life in general that were you know good versus bad like when i think of lincoln park's song mm -hmm. uh numb mm -hmm. i get pulled back to like this whole phase of my of my childhood or to maybe for a little bit more 
like like Harden example, my kids are like super into Power Rangers right now. And when I hear the Power Rangers in space or the Power Rangers Turbo theme song come on, it is on like Donkey Kong. I mean, <laughs> it they, is on. They, for forget the kids. I'm running through the house, you know, feeling like I could take on hell with a water pistol. So it's it's really <laughs> yes. um, you know, it's just really fascinating how music can do that to you. Um and and well I'll let you come in on there if if, if you have any thoughts you know, so far on that. No, um, I think uh, one of my main points too, is just the one reason why music is great specifically for storytelling or to remember a story or to help you remember a, even if it doesn't relate specifically to the song, help you remember a personal story in your life based on lyrics to a song um, is because of that memorization factor where you have the beat, you have the rhythm, you have the music, and then just, mm -hmm. I don't know what to call, it, but just the flow of how you speak the words. It's so memorizable. Um, yeah. And yeah. so it's just so easy. And so that that's what makes it. Uh, if I sat here and spoke for two minutes straight about a story um, versus singing a song and telling that story and playing it in your ear over and over and over and over again, what are you going to remember? You know, more. Yeah. and so just from yeah. that um, technicality of it, it's just a great medium for telling stories. Yeah. The, uh, the other night or, uh, the other day rather driving up to, um, her, my, my wife's parents' house for mother's day. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just finished a huge meal at Carabas and it was not a keto or carnivore approved meal. And so I was already tired and this just made matters a lot worse. I needed something to keep me awake. And so I put on, uh, some like music that I grew up with, which was kind of, closely related to the bluegrass gospel that I played, but this, it's a genre called Southern gospel. And I promise you, I was hearing songs that I had not heard in 12, <laughs> 13, 14, maybe yeah. 15 years. And I could, I could remember every single word, mm -hmm. like nobody's business. And I even commented to my wife. I was like, this is crazy. I haven't heard this it's music insane. in eons. And yet I remember every single word confidently. Um, it's, the science, the science behind that goes beyond our knowledge for this podcast, but there's obviously some having to do with the brain that your brain stores that information yeah. in song form. It, it must store it differently than it does other information, for example, for you to yeah. memorize. Like, for instance, let's just say if there was a fun song you learned about chemistry to help you learn a formula in high school. I bet if you if you ask someone, hey, what was this formula that you learned 15 years ago in high school? They wouldn't be able to tell you. But if they learned a song about it, they would say, oh, yeah, I remember that song. You do this, this, da, 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 and then you would know it. Um, there's That's something right. up, There's something about songs. Um, but anyway. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, they help you remember. I wrote down events, people, places. So it's not even just the lyrics themselves. Mm. I mean, yes, the lyrics themselves. That's actually, it's, it's almost doubly remarkable, right? Because, yeah, a lot of times you can remember the lyrics to a song itself. So whatever story the song tells. Um, but... Also, you can um, you you create associations with that song with other things that are happening um, in your life. So when I think about um, um, oh, I just had a really good one off the top of my head. Uh, oh, when I think about um, some forty one. So some forty one was one of my favorite bands growing up. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a negative association because one of their albums great album i mm -hmm. love listening to it except that my grandfather was really really sick mm. um when this album like right around the time that it came out and i was listening to it and um like 
I specifically remember sitting in the hospital room with my, you know, with my portable CD player, yeah. holler, my portable CD <laughs> player list, or maybe it was an, it might've been, it might've been a, an MP3 player when those like first came out, one of those really tiny MP3 players might've been one of those. Anyway, I just remember listening to this album, you know, there in the hospital. And that was, I'm pretty sure that was the time um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like he never left, you know, he never came out of the hospital. That was when he passed away. And so this would have been back in 2005. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, as, as much as like, I love the songs and today I could literally, I mean, I could easily sing them if it was on the radio. I also have sort of this negative association with this, you know, terrible, you know, incident in my life where he passed away. So it's just really something. Yeah, um, I think we mentioned that in one of our very earlier episodes, I said something along the lines of even though a song might not have anything to do with um, a certain might not have anything to do with the story or time and place that comes to mind, you could be a very happy song. But if you listen to that song constantly, when you were in a bad state of like mine during a given time of your life, you're going to remember and get go back to that place. So not only does music, um, you know, tell a story effectively and help us from memorization and, you know, easily remembering, but um, it, it's has something to do with not just putting you in that state of emotion that you were in, but also like making, taking you right back exactly to where you listened it the most. So the brain associates as well, the words and where you were at the time when, when that was going on, which is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, how do we want to do this? I have another, I have another thought, but did you have a, a thought? Um, did you have a thought that you wanted to, to, to bring up about music or no, just kind of no additional what i'm saying yeah no um well everything that you said was what i was going to say the memorization and then i guess the only thing gotcha. i'd add we kind of talked about a little bit was um just eliciting the emotion so even without words and we all listen to um uh soundtracks for video games or movies even yeah. if you had not watched the movie any type of music i mean it, it's I guess you can say the science of music, it, there are certain chords and there are certain melodies to play that, I mean, and Steve knows more about this than I do, but just from what I've studied as well, um, that if you play these certain chords in a row, these certain melodies, um, it just elicits a sad feeling or elicits a happy feeling. Right. Just it, It's just how it works. And that's just, I don't know if there's a special word for it, but that's just the science of music. And so yeah. um, to get yeah. prepared for, you know, a uh, it's just it's a good way to kind of know whether it's in a marketing or a video game, just by playing, you know, certain notes in a certain pattern um, can really evoke even a specific story or time replaced by a certain emotion in someone. It's a very Look, powerful tool. I mean, if you want to, the thing is, it's like, you know, I'm going to ruin some things for some people here, but <laughs> if you want to write a pop rock anthem, you do not have to wonder what, to write i mean if, mm -hmm. in other words like it's it's almost boring in that sense it's like yeah. oh okay this will almost certainly be a guaranteed hit go to youtube and search for the four chord song now i probably just ruined your life but if you go to youtube and search for the four chord song and listen to that you will hear 
pretty much every popular song of, yep. of at the time it was recorded of the past four to you know five decades or whatever and yeah. you're literally going to be like oh and and in numbers so a lot of people don't know but um i mean everybody knows about musical notes but what a lot of people don't know is that in music theory notes can actually be associated with um numbers and and there's a really technical way of looking at this and then there's a less technical way of looking at this and um uh in the studio world uh we use what's called the nashville number system which is basically a just a real quick shorthand way of doing this and what we call that chord progression that makes up the four chord song is just a one five six minor four it's those those four chords in some you know uh, arrangement of them but it's usually exactly in that order one five six minor four and there's your pop rock anthem man that's yeah. that's that's all you that's need you that and a halfway decent story and yeah and really. you've got it so yeah so that that's for sure now another thing as a musician specifically that i love about music is that it's kind of like a universal language um yeah absolutely it's it's really, it's. I mean, again, we don't no need to belabor this point, but it is something that's really interesting and fascinating. If you were to have multiple people in a room together, two or more, who didn't speak any of the same language, but yet they all played music, mm -hmm. they would be able to, in that way, communicate. And maybe, you know, not to get too woo-woo here, but potentially even share emotions and share yeah, I mean, share states of mind, states of being and everything that normally you would actually need physical words to um, accompany. But you don't really need that in the case of if you can, you know, sort of play music or even listen to music together. I mean, this is in a sense why um, I've always found it fascinating that, you know, like a lot of times you watch live performances from bands and stuff and it'll be in countries that like they're not English speaking countries and yeah. yet they yep. know all the words and you know yep. that all those people don't necessarily speak English. Um, yep. It's just, but yeah. unless it's a feeling for out of them and they love it. Yeah. Yep. It totally, it totally Absolutely. does. And it's like, it's hard for me to, to necessarily put myself there because like, for example, I'm not necessarily going to go to like a Hispanic, like a Latino, like band who I don't know any of the words and go like sing along with them mm. personally, but maybe that's just my own personality. But yet in a lot of other countries, you do see this when people come over from the U S so um, I don't know, just something that's always fascinated me, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. No, I agree. Um, yeah. I don't, I I don't know. I don't have any other points if you want to, unless you have uh, something else that uh, you want to talk about music specifically before we move on to our next topic. No. Well, I mean, uh, we have a couple songs. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we can move yeah. on to that. Yeah. Yeah. We can move on to that. Let's move on to some, some, some sort of songs that, um, that we like. And so I'll go, I'll go first. I guess I'll go, then I'll yep. let you go and then whatever. Yep. Perfect. So, um, so I always liked Haley's song by Eminem. And again, I'm not going to be able to like, you know, necessarily repeat all the words to you here now. But one of the reasons I, I thought about it was it, it tells a very specific story. It's a true life story. You know, it's, it's very much about Eminem's relationship to his daughter. And one of the reasons I thought about it, too, and I think this is a very sort of meta topic for us, is, um, is uh, it makes me think of one of my best friends growing up, JV. 
And this was one of his favorite songs. He really liked Eminem for some reason. I was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but I did like the song. It was catchy. And I just remember singing along uh, to it with him growing up all the time. And um, he, uh, his birthday um, was on May 8th. So I guess that was Mother's Day. Um, his birthday was on uh, May 8th, but he's actually passed away. So he passed away probably four year, three or four years ago now. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know specifically, but I, I think it was probably drug related. You know, we did, we, we let, we lost touch whenever I left uh, New Jersey in 2005, we were best friends growing up and we just didn't really connect much after that. And yet all these years later, um, you know, I mean, I regret not staying in touch with him. I mean, he was, he was by far and away my best friend growing up. And, um, so that song, not only, you know, is it a good, I think, you know, story, it's good storytelling, but it does, it makes me think about him. And, um, and it's just one of those, one of those stories that I, one of those songs, I will never hear that song again and not think about him, uh, which yeah. is very much what we've been talking about. You know, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. So it's really interesting. No, that, yeah, that is. Um, no, that's good. It's a good song, too. And Eminem has put out so many good songs anyway. I know. I had a hard time thinking which one I was going to choose. I knew yeah. I was going to choose one, but I wasn't sure which. So Yeah. So uh, you know, and what's, what's crazy about that is I'm not like some rap fan, right? Like if you look at me, like I am not like rap is not my favorite style of music. And I'm not like some diehard Eminem fan. I mean, a lot of his stuff is really explicit. I, I don't I don't listen to Eminem. But but my point is that that's almost my point is I is even though I don't listen to him, um, some of his songs are still very iconic. And I almost knew picking a song that had to do with storytelling that I was going to have to choose an Eminem song, um, even though I don't really listen to Eminem. So I, right. just, I found that fascinating. Yeah. And it's uh, funny too about, I guess uh, I'll just touch on it really quickly, but uh, about how genres, how people like their certain genre and um, granted, yeah. like I have my own certain genres that I'm, I'm very fond of, but um, I, when people ask me like what kind of music I listen to, I, I really just say, honestly, like I, I like artists and I like bands. It doesn't matter if that band is a pop band, if it is an 80s rock band, or if it's one of my metalcore bands. If it's a band that puts out good music, I'm going to like them. It doesn't matter what kind of music it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so my first song, it's it, speaking of a different genres, that two bands I actually uh, picked for my examples are all Christian bands. Um, it just happened mm. to be so. And I think it's because they kind of provide... I think two different examples of what we're talking about. So the first one um, is a song called thief by third day. Uh, I think most uh, Christians our age are probably very familiar with this song, but um, it's uh, this, this one is an example of actually telling a story. Um, uh, so the, so third day, I think, I think it was written by Mac Powell. He tells a story of the thief that is um, on the cross beside Jesus and um but it talks about um yeah i won't go into all the lyrics and all, all the things you can look it up for yourself but it paints a uh, just an awesome picture and obviously he has kind of fun with with uh you know telling the story and he kind of adds it's not like he's quoting scripture about you know this is exactly yeah. what jesus said exactly what the thief said but um just a great um picture of the uh of the conversation and um, of Jesus on the cross and the thief and their interaction together in the build up to it as well. Um, 
And every time I listen to that song, it just, you know, it stirs a lot. It stirs a lot of emotion, just picturing and painting that scene, which I think music does greatly is um, helping you visualize, um, visualize something. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a great story. And I think it's uh, just uh, generally speaking too, even aside from the Christian connotations, it's a great um, example of a song that tells a story well and um, just effectively. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I love it. That I uh, <clears throat> first time I heard that, it was like chills, man. I mean, of course, because oh yeah, I'm yeah, a Christian, absolutely. but like, yeah, it, totally, absolutely, um, awe-inducing in my opinion. So, very good song. Worth worth a listen, even if you're not a a Christian. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. All right. So the next one for me is by. They could be my favorite band of all time. They could be. I think. I think they probably are, um, and that would be the Eagles. Um, the Eagles and their song, um, Hotel California. This is a fictional song. Again, more allegorical. It's it's less of that real, you know, it's, it's not about any real things specifically. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, my, my goodness, I can't imagine that you haven't heard this song. So surely you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. The Eagles, Hotel California. If you haven't, just pause this and just go listen. Because you're probably one of you're probably one of a hundred people in the world who maybe haven't heard it, so just go exactly. listen. Exactly. Yes, it is very iconic. I just um, I just saw them live a few a um, couple months ago in Georgia, and it was just oh man, just fantastic. Cool. I saw it's the second time I got to see them live, and they're cool. I mean they're almost you know I mean they're getting really old now. So, yeah. um, but it is a very um, interesting song. It it very much is a it does tell a story okay from from beginning to end but but the story itself is not um real you know it, it's it's allegorical and and more i guess metaphorical uh, would be the way to put it i did look up um how the you know what the band members said about that like when they actually wrote the song what were they thinking or whatever um and there are a lot you know different opinions that seem to float around but but apparently and i'm getting this from americansongwriter.com um apparently they said that the song is basically well it says this the band members themselves have offered a variety of different explanations for the meaning of hotel california they've said it's a socio-political statement they've said it's about darkness and light and they've said it's about the self-destruction that comes from greed and hedonism so um it is, it, I, and and you sort of see that um, in the lyrics, and it it does it it tells it tells a, a story that kind of has like you know it's not a very good ending, and, and so whatever the story is trying to tell you, whatever the song is trying to tell you is you probably should should avoid it and not mm-hmm. go there. Wherever the Hotel California is, it's probably not somewhere that you should go because apparently you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave. So anywhere mm. that I can never leave, I'm, a, I'm immediately going to be a little bit skeptical of that. So I, uh, I forget specifically now um, it, exactly what was said about it, but I've heard a few, uh, um, shall I say like messages from preachers about how yep. evil yeah, this I song and I know, are. I know. And uh, it always got me a good laugh. So anyway, I just thought that was funny. But uh, yeah, no, I, think, I think I think the general idea from that angle is they're talking about having a good time in hell or something like that. Like the hotel exactly, California yeah. is actually hell, and they're talking about 
partying you know, ha- and having a good time. Yeah, exactly it. right. Yeah. And it's like, no, like that's not what it's about. But it's it's fun to jump on the bandwagon, I suppose. So anyway, it's well, it gave it gave me something to laugh about. So no, well, that's, these creatures uh, that's apparently fun. seem to know more about what the song's about than the people who wrote it themselves. So um, anyway, yeah, let's take their word yeah. for it. Yep. Uh, so my second song, it's it's. So I, it's kind of a toss up between my two favorite bands, one being Snow Patrol and the other Jars of Clay. And so the uh-huh. second one, I, I went back and forth, but I chose Jars of Clay specifically. I actually changed the song. I had uh, one of their songs called Oh My God, which is a great song. You should really check mm-hmm. it out. But the one I decided on was Boys Lesson One. It came off probably uh-huh. my favorite album of all time called The Long Fall Back to Earth. And that that album it's a worth a listen through the whole album you know each album kind of has a a theme and yeah. there this one is all about relationships um so relationships to um your your spouse to god to your kids to um the person you're dating um and they just they do it wonderfully um but this song uh boys lesson one is about um I forget specifically who wrote it. I imagine it was probably um, Dan, the lead singer, but um, it was, it's essentially, it is about um, what they want, what messages they want to convey to their children. Um, it's specifically their sons, but it applies to daughters as well and lessons that they want to teach them in life. So it's called boys lesson one and the three lessons that are in it. Lesson one is um uh let's do not hide lesson two there are right ways to fight and then lesson three um the lyrics going is perfect they say lesson three you're not alone um not since i saw you start breathing on your own you can leave you can run this will still be your home and then at the very end of the song that's um i guess you can call it the bridge is um um they say uh when you need it most i have a hundred and I have a hundred reasons why I love you. And it's just a gr- every time I listen to that song, um, it reminds me of kind of how I was treated by my parents. And then also what I want to do differently for my kids. And mm-hmm. it specifically, it's, it's weird when you have a song like this, that kind of teaches you life lessons. And so just the yeah. kind of the truth that is in this song, I just think, yeah, like I want to be able to convey that to my um kids or children you know perfectly so and yeah. that and it's a song that really elicits a big emotional um response as well but yeah just a great song yeah yeah for sure that's that's crazy man um i well i'll, I'll tell you there is a um just to kind of close this out before we go into the um stories of the, stories of the week i was trying to find a um a quote and i can't i can't quite find it um, but there is a, um, there's a, there's a, there's a quote from a dude a couple centuries ago, Andrew something, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, um, I'm going to butcher it, but I'll, I'll kind of, <laughs> instead of trying to quote it, I'll give you the, the gist here, yep. but it's something, something along the lines of, I, you know, don't, don't give me the ability to influence people through philosophy or politics or sociopolitical action. That's not what I want. Um, give me, allow me to write the songs of a nation, something like that. Yeah. I remember so, I know that quote. Yep. Yeah. And and so the, the idea being that, yeah, I mean like a, a generation will be changed more by the arts 
than typically it will be by the academics, which is kind of sad um, mm-hmm. in a way. It kind of goes back to the idea of experiential storytelling versus, um, you know, looking at logic and facts and, and data and, and having those things, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, emotional storytelling, these are important, but, um, you know, I, I would argue that we want to also be grounded and rooted, in fact. And um, so that's one of the one of the things about music is that it can be wielded you know, dangerously. Um, yeah. it, it can, it can be used to advance a, agendas and ideas that are not true and yet get wide appeal because of the actual, uh, lyrics. So, and, um, uh, a word of caution on that too. And, uh, I don't think I've, I don't think I've done this for quite a few years now, but especially as a kid and a lot of people throughout their adult years too, um, because a song, hits them home really hard or they like the music of someone or even if their music is really spot on is good they take that person and elevate them to a very high position of like authority in a way so just this is a trap to be careful of yeah and the actual quote i did find it here it's real short let me make the song this is andrew fletcher um Uh, dates is 1653 to 1716 scottish Mm. writer he said let me make the songs of a nation and i care not who makes its laws Mm. and boy if that was ever true 400 years ago it is a thousand percent true today and probably even more so because of how quickly things can uh spread i mean look at tiktok look at how a a song on tiktok can go viral in a in a a millisecond man and it's it's just it's just out there for hundreds of thousands of millions of people see so it's uh, yep. something to guard against so. all right it is time for a story of the week i'll uh, i'll take it this time so uh steve chose an eminem song and my story of the week has to do with eminem so he nice. was just inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame i don't know if it's if he was officially inducted or if he was on the ballot to get voted in but it's gonna happen whether it did or it's going to um and there's some weird controversies about well he's a rapper he shouldn't be in the rock and roll hall of fame i i never really i never really took the rock and roll hall of fame as that but i guess that's a thing um but anyway i think especially steve's in my age and kind of the 10 years well not even 10 years probably five years after us and the five to ten years before us um i mean eminem was just probably played a huge part in our lives, even at a very surface level, just knowing the music and hearing it and um, just seeing his name on things. I mean, uh, I looked it up and I think he sold 220 million albums, which is just insane. But um, I might be, uh, I'm, I'm not a huge Eminem fan. I can't name all his songs, but there are, you know, maybe a half a dozen to a dozen songs where if I'm in the mood, I'll listen to them on repeat for like a, a week straight. And I, you know, get into that funk again, like I was in high school. Um, but uh, yep. really talented guy and had a really interesting story, um, just his life and everything. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so I just thought that was a uh, pretty interesting and, you know, well-deserved. Mom's spaghetti, baby. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's where it got dirty. Oh man. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem, um, definitely, definitely one of those who was an influencer. And even though I wasn't like that into his stuff, it's like, it was impossible to ignore. Um, yeah. So that's, that's for sure. My story of the week is just, uh, it's a, a pretty sure I've, I've I've dipped into the star Trek pool for my story of the week before, but uh, I'm going to do it again today. Um, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Star Trek, uh, strange new worlds. (laughs) 
is mm. out. And um, that reminds me, I think I am probably an episode uh, behind now because I think last night we didn't watch it. And there, I think uh, on Thursday um, is another episode. Uh, so anyway, um, so Star Trek Strange New Worlds, it is basically the time period prior to what would be in the original series. And this is where Captain Pike is actually the uh, captain of the Enterprise. And it's really, really exciting uh, to see some new Star Trek stuff going on and to see some of the, you know, characters that you would be familiar with from the original series, but this is prior to the setting of the original series. And so it's going to be a, a way to kind of get a new take on some old, you know, old characters in that uh, nice. sense. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be really fun called again, called strange new worlds. And if you got Paramount plus, um, you know, go watch it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be really, it's, it's really cool so far. The actual, you know, the storytelling looks, looks great. The, the, the set design and everything is just, I mean, it's just out of this world. What, mm. what, what they're, what they're doing. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like some of these shows are being produced, you know, movie quality now, and it's just really insane. So it's good. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll have to maybe watch it so that you and I have something to talk about for star Trek. That's the, Dude, gap I'm, that I'm telling you, man, mm, I'll do, do that. I'll we do, have to close I'll... this gap. I'll watch the Star Trek episodes if you go to a concert with me. Does that sound like a fair fair trade-off? Oh, my gosh. You know, people don't get beat up watching Star Trek. I mean, at least not in their living room. I, I guess I you know. watch, I, you're you watching it a different way than I would, Steve. A different <laughs> <way than> I <laughs> would. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. All right. All right. All well, right I think Steve. it's going to close us down for this one, yeah? Yep. Yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure talking Beautiful. with you, as always. And uh, as we'll always. see you next time. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks.